0: Hey, everybody, it's Andrea. Before we start today's show, I have a super quick announcement to share with all of you. Beginning in April, I'm gonna be launching a series of college-to-career live weekend boot camps to help graduating seniors as well as juniors who are confused about what jobs or careers they might wanna pursue when they graduate. So imagine going from confused to confident with at least three different career options you'd be psyched to explore by the end of day one of the bootcamp, and then learning the tools, tactics, and the strategies to find those jobs by the end of day two. The bootcamp is live, and it's led by me over Zoom, and you can learn more about it at College to Career Academy. That's college, the number two, career. Dot academy. Or you can just look me up on LinkedIn and check out the featured section of my LinkedIn page. I can't imagine a better graduation gift for the college students in your life. Thanks so much for listening. And I know you're going to enjoy my next incredible guest. Hi there. I'm Andrea Koppel and it's time for coffee the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, Before we get into what you are doing right now at the BT Group, I just want our listeners to know that it is a huge multinational telecommunications company and it's in over 180 countries around the world. It's the largest provider of hardline broadband and mobile service in the UK. And you were saying in our Espresso Shots episode, which we just recorded, that it has like a thousand employees. Is that right?
1: A hundred thousand.
0: Oh, good God. A hundred thousand.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's massive. Yeah. Wow
0: that is massive. So your current title is marketing professional. What does that mean? I mean, you know, because part of me was like, well, of course he's a professional for God's sake. He's working at BD. So what does it mean to have the title of marketing professional? And what do you actually do in your day-to-day work?
1: Yeah, it's a bit of a strange one, I think because a title doesn't necessarily reflect the, the work I do day to day. It's sort of how the structure of the organization happened at the time when we had a Reorg, the role happened, and but my role has evolved since then. So my job, I suppose, my day-to-day job is I sit in the enterprise marketing division, so the business to business division of marketing. And my role is to I'm essentially responsible for all things marketing strategy and campaign execution for four specialist business functions in BT. And I specialist business functions because they're not the core of bt they're not the the fiber and the sort of broadband and you know that kind of stuff it's i'll give you an example it's drone drone solutions so we're looking at future of drones i've got another business called street hubs which is cool you'll see them if you ever go to london and some of the bigger cities but it's cool sort of hubs that are in the streets which you know, provide wi-fi hotspots and advertising screen and emergency voice calls and we're just sort of launching our new product this year so it's sort of doing the plans for that another one is called air logistics which again is a, is a more of a logistics focused company which essentially handles the messaging From any cargo coming into the UK so the messaging between the pilots or the hubs of the airport a little bit of a complex one and then final one is called field force automation which essentially is is what it says on the tin, which is anyone who has a, a field force that is mobile we would help them with the hardware to help them more efficient so If you think of postman, they have mobile devices and scanners that they use. We would equip the hardware and support them and manage it in life. Yeah, my my core focus is around probably drones and street hubs.
0: Love it. So what is it that you do in your job? How are you supporting on the strategy and the campaigning and what happens in between?
1: I have a team. We work put together on it but it's me and my manager essentially who do this kind of work and when I took on drones you know it's very because it is quite a new product it's not you know drones you don't see them flying around every day so there's a couple of solutions that we have within bt and my job is to essentially look at how we can raise awareness in the market how our commercial proposition is going to line up for when we're ready to make sales in the future and to sit down look at our budget and think what can we deliver? What can we do to yeah to, to sort of make a plan and let like, into the finance guys and hopefully they sign it off. <laughs> uh, and then we do everything. So we execute all the campaigns. We work with various teams within BT and external agencies to do that.
0: So it sounds like a lot of what you're doing is like the deep thinking, maybe some research, talking to, you mentioned it's B2B, so maybe talking to some of your customers, feeling them out, maybe doing survey groups or focus groups or things of that nature. Does that sound right?
1: That's where it usually starts. Yeah. So with, with a proposition like drones, it is very early in terms of its inception. That's where we did start. So we would bring in a marketing research agency to support us with customer insight. And that would help us inform what our marketing strategy would be. So that's what we've done with drones and street hubs. Yes, we do usually start with, with the research piece. There was a, a business I used to look after called Final Mile, which is very much in its... Final Mile? Yeah. <laughs> in its development stage, almost uh, we're ready to make some money now which I took on at the very start of my career in marketing and evolved that over 18 months to produce a transformative business so I'm hoping to do the same thing with the likes of drones and street hubs.
0: Cool. Well, I should let our listeners know cuz I did do a little reading on the BT final mile and it is super cool. It's it's like having these boxes like what Dan mentioned, almost like little hubs that are spread out all over the country to help support different maybe service industries that would need parts and equipment and wouldn't want to be driving all the way back to maybe their main office to get it. And so you have it kind of spread out in these final mile boxes, I guess. Is that, is that okay?
1: That's about right. Yeah. You did a good job there. Well done. (laughs) I essentially describe it as Amazon lockers that you see, the yellow ones that you can make your deliveries to, but for engineers. So, you know, it was initially used as an internal project, for our business called Openreach, which are essentially the providers of fibre to the whole of the UK and copper, the copper lines to to get Wi-Fi through to your house and things. So it was essentially used for Open to for their engineers to improve their service. And instead of like you said, instead of going to a hub to go and collect all their stock and that taking a long time, they could collect stock from a locker that is en route to their job, and it would be more fluid and automated and yeah, we would deliver overnight. So we decided to take that proposition and roll it out to to the external market.
0: So interesting. So, I mean, that's obviously, so you've monetized something that was part of BT's own business and you're about to spin that out into hopefully a channel for new revenue. How did you start? this so it, it almost feels to me like you're like in a brain trust so you get somebody comes and says hey could we monetize this and then you and your colleagues sit down and start yeah. thinking it through
1: i think all the thinking was probably done before i got there with, with final mile so the, the idea was to always do that i think you know let's let's create a great case study internally because if we have the largest UK field force within Openreach. So there is no better proof point than that. And then once we get that right, we will take that externally. And I joined the team in marketing during my last rotation in, in BT. And it was the team looking after. Final Mile was the key one. BT Fleet was another one. Supply chain. So some of the logistics. Logistics companies, and that's where I really started to to learn my trade in marketing, but also really helped to yeah develop my skill set and and confidence with marketing as well. And that's when I started to get stuck into the final mile.
0: Yeah, during the Espresso Shots interview, Dan noted that he feels the best way to actually learn marketing, because so many of his colleagues like him never studied it in university, is by doing it. It's on the job training. So. Could you take us inside some of the pieces of the marketing work that you were doing around BT Final Mile and what the various collateral materials included and what you were doing? Were you actually creating some of these materials for the campaign?
1: Yeah, so I was managing the creative. I wasn't actually doing the creative and more of a management role, but our team would, you know, the, the first initial step was Let's build out a strategy and a plan to take this to market, build awareness, and to essentially start to convert an audience later on because it was something that was relatively new to the market, the logistics. just, you know, this type of solution. And we had a big competitor that we had to go against. So our initial you know, plan was to do a workshop with all the senior leaders of Final Mile and uh, some others from BT as well and marketing, bring them together with a creative agency to develop a concept. And we did that. We developed a four-step plan, which was first to educate the audience. Sorry, first to... It was a long time ago. <laughs> Generate interest first. Then we're going to educate the audience once they're intrigued. Then we're going to convert them into customers. And then we're going to reward them as customers. And that was a four step plan that we were going to execute over a two year period. And um some of the I suppose the bits associated with that would be uh, we had a, a big launch event where we bought industry experts from, you know, logistics companies but also tech companies. And we, we held that at the BT Tower in London. So that was a huge event which Almost like a, you know, set off a um, high energy and a launch for the product. And from there, we ran multiple paid social media campaigns around those, again, ra- around those strategic pillars, always laddering them back up. Lots of PR activity, lots of sort of direct mail, brochures, that kind of stuff to specific audiences. We ran a few email campaigns as well during that time. So, yeah, a, a big mix of stuff really that we had. We sort of planned it out. Some of it was winging it, of course, as it always is. But yeah, that's what that's what we did for final Mar.
0: And did you get any media coverage? Because that's always a big one. That's known as earned media, and I think it's because you're earning it by the sweat of your brow rather than paid media, where you're paying lots of money for whether it's newspaper ads, magazine ads, television, radio. What yeah, are the cases
1: definitely around launch event. We had a lot of journalists really interested in what they were doing. It was a very exclusive event with very senior people from the industry. We brought a BBC news presenter in to host it for us. So yeah, that got good coverage in in industry-focused publications. That really did help us. And yeah, I suppose just using LinkedIn as well from the business perspective, trying to, to run our things. Like we we created animations and that kind of stuff. Called them hero films. So that was cool. I actually went out to site and, and worked with the film crew to develop some of these films. So, that's a, yeah, that was really interesting to see. And it was a big, big, big learning curve for me. That, that whole proposition was, was great. And it was about halfway through that that I ended up taking it and owning it for myself, which was massive. My
0: career. Fantastic. So could you take us into a typical day for you now, Dan? We are doing this interview for listeners in early March of 2021. The UK is still under actually lockdown, which is wow, really, really strict. And you're obviously working from home. If we were a fly on the wall, Dan, of your flat, what would your workday look like for us?
1: yeah sure so it's again it's quite a varied day-to-day you know every day is different but there is some sort of planning involved. So at the moment, we're approaching financial year end. So a lot of my time is spent trying to spend the money we do have to look at things that we can you know, that we can do, making sure we've got our plans wrapped up for next year so we can get budget we want. So I think it's always busy and we've got a lot of requests flying around for, can you tell me what this campaign is producing? Can you tell me that? Can you tell me that? But that's, I think that's an industry-wide thing <laughs> towards this time of year. More typical stuff would be, I suppose I'm actually right in the middle now of a, of a paid media campaign, which is a, quite a sizable investment over six weeks mainly using linkedin and youtube it's an awareness focused campaign for drones to yeah essentially get the right audience seeing us and seeing that we're there and what we do the likes of the military the army the defense sector huge organizations and yeah i'm managing that through now day to day so i'll be on calls with the agency who are helping us run it and the digital team are supporting as well just ensuring that yeah just, just making sure it's going well and we're hitting the right numbers and the metrics and what can we do to optimize the ads if we need to? Like a funny one, actually, a few weeks ago is within our first couple of days of launching that event, we had a someone who had done a YouTube video, 38-minute long YouTube video, scrutinizing the ad. It was a, a hobbyist, a drone hobbyist. So I then had to work with our PR team to make sure that it didn't you know, blow up and make us look really bad. So there was a lot of damage, control and just monitoring there. And that was, yeah, that was a crazy week, <laughs> actually. Oh, it so.
0: sounds like it